songs of the day, and this is Psychophobia. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I'm Molly. And with us today is our special guest, Elise Atkinson of the Decline of Western Civilization Minute, aka Decline Minute, the podcast where they're going minute by minute through the Decline of Western Civilization documentary movie series. It's, it's not tedious, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it's fun, and uh, if nobody's seen uh, the Decline mo- movies, they're interesting to say the least. It's yeah. very entertaining is more accurate. So, Elise, how many uh, years have you been doing that podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we're still, we're only uh, about halfway for, through the first movie in recording right now. And I'm just banking to try to get to the second one, because then I just get to talk about all the shittier music that I like because I really love Kiss and that's just all I really want to get to. Nice. Huh. Fun. Okay. Nice. I like it's good to have a goal. <laughs> uh but thank you for joining us. Uh thank you for joining us on this show where today we will be discussing the song Psychotherapy from the Ramones. Uh this is from 1983 Subterranean Jungle. Uh, it is written by Dee Dee and Johnny Ramone, and I don't remember the last time we had Johnny Ramone credited as a writer, but it, here we are. It pops up very few and far between. And here here it is. Here it is. Uh, and I gave this song category again. Maybe you can chime in. Uh, seems like mental illness, but maybe more misbehavior. Because this guy, this guy has a lot of problems. Yeah. And he, he's going to rob you. He told you. I mean, I would say <laughs> both of those are, are are applicable here. Applicable. Then it motion carries. Um, the Ramones played this a lot of times. Thank God. They oh, played. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, do you want to guess? No, of course. At least, do you want to guess? Yeah. How many times they played this song? No. See, I'm still mystified by how you guys guess this at all because they well, never make sense to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you how I guess. They played about 2,000 times. Right. In the course of their career. A little career more life. than. Like two, 2,200 times, let's say. So as far as we know thus far, like the most times they've ever played any song is like 200 and something. No, it's uh, it's like 600. Oh, is it? Yeah. Let's go okay. back. It's like 500, most, 600 times. Yeah. Most songs, though, are pretty. Yeah. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. 200s. But psychotherapy is legit one of their biggest hits of all time. Mm-hmm. But it did come later on Subterranean Jungle. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's off one of the first third al- first three albums. You're stalling. I'm going to say <laughs> 300 times. You're going to say 300 times. Yeah. At least, do you have a guess? I'm going to take the under. Um, 264. It's incredible. Uh, you're both wrong. <laughs> you could almost add up your totals. Wow. They played this song 499 GD times. I love that. Uh, That is the 13th most played song in their their catalog. Great. Um, Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that because honestly, oftentimes we'll be like, how many times they played this? And a lot of times they only played it 100 times or 10 times. And around some songs, I'm like, really? So it's, (laughs) it's... Fun it's nice when the world out. makes sense. Well, it's like, what are they playing, you know? And this is obviously one of those songs, so great. What are these fuckers playing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was uh, 
a single and a video. So we have, I don't know the last time we had two back-to-back video episodes. Very but rare. here we are. I know. But this video, uh, young baby Elise would not have seen on MTV because <laughs> it was banned from MTV. Banned from MTV. And they're, and giving, giving a bitter band another reason to be bitter at people. <laughs> totally. But let's be fair on this one. <laughs> the imagery is, I wouldn't say it's disturbing. Like, who cares? It's just stupid horror stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Probably, it's kind of. Gr- I mean, it's pretty gross. Oh, it's real gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the video a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um. So, first, I want to give some credit because we've we've thrown some serious crap at some of their videos. Which, let's. I'll put. To be it, fair, I'll put though, nicely, they're crappy. Say, <laughs> to put it really nicely, are kind of shitty and badly made. Uh, but I thought, like, just on premise alone, this video is interesting. This and is I, one of my my more one of the videos I enjoy more. This is the this is their like a successful premise and a successful video. Yes, and a successful video. Yeah, I think they look cool, and it's interesting to see them pretending to play music. And then flip with, <laughs> flip with them actually playing music. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I can't believe... It's the type of thing... It's like, of course, it's called psychotherapy, so it lends itself to a mental ward. But yeah. it's the type of thing where, like, I can't believe they didn't do that sooner. Why didn't they act like crazy people? That was right there. But I feel like they're always acting like crazy people. Yeah, but this is... But <laughs> they they are acting like crazy people, but this is, like, them acting like crazy people. Uh. It was like... The, to see them like miming guitars and drums mm-hmm. is something that I, I can't believe they didn't do it. Maybe f- they couldn't get them to do it. One of my favorite things about the video is, you know, Joey's singing and then Johnny and Dee Dee are fake playing and they're they're playing along like as if they had instruments. Yes. But then uh, Richie's in the back and he's yeah. just like listlessly just like kind of <laughs> yeah. hitting a beat and i don't know why but i just love i just think that's so funny yes because he looks so stoned or like <laughs> drugged up or you know uh joey at one point sings uh sort of into a snake as though it's a microphone <laughs> yeah yeah um there's <laughs> yeah there's a couple like girls or women who kind of wander up to him in a way yeah that's weird. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you have this little like mini story. Yeah. Of this bad boy teen. Yeah. Type guy, the the eighties teen who also looks like he's about forty six. Yeah. <laughs> um, classic. Yeah, the classic eighties forty year old teen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so true. So, uh, so I'm dominating this conversation about this because no, please go into it. Because here's the thing. So I'm watching this video today or recently, and I'm like, that guy looks so familiar. The guy in the video. The guy the in lead. the video. The lead. Yeah. The, he got, he snagged the lead in psychotherapy. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> so I went back and sure enough, it seemed like he reminded me of the guy who was the lead in the Ramones other video, Howlin' at the Night, which you remember is where they're like hijacking art and, doing, and he was the hijacker. Right, right. So I put it out to uh, the internet and uh, and uh, there's a Facebook fan group called Too Tough to Die, uh, Ramones tribute group. And I'm like, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. And is he the same person? And so like a bunch of people chimed in with pretty funny answers. But it's a long way to say, Molly, that one guy gave us 
a new Ramones controversy. Oh! Or, no, controversy? Conspiracy. I love it. He was positing, half-joking, that this is actually Tommy Ramone. Because it's during a... I know, at first you scoff, but then his fun part is, you don't really see him during this period. What's he look like after he leaves? No. He doesn't have... He, does, he changes his hair, and he doesn't... He doesn't look anything like Tommy. It's too much fun to not say. All right, I, I like where you're going with that just for fun. But Fine. it's a hard no. Somebody, belie- somebody, hard. another, another source uh, believes it's a man called Javier Vega, who shows up also as an extra in Rock and Roll High School, hmm. the movie. Um, so somehow he's like he is the Alicia Silverstone to Aerosmith <laughs> for the Ramones. See, I love that analogy. <laughs> okay, good. That's a great. A great comparison. So that's me thank going you, down. Thank you for that. That was oh, fun. You're welcome. That was fun. I I live to entertain. <laughs> isn't there a isn't there a chick in the video who like eerily kind of looks like Susie Sue? Like there's like a dancing chick with like big hair who just the brunette? looks like Susie Sue to me for some reason. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, it was just like teased hair dancing around. Totally. Very Kate Bush slash yes. Susie Sue totally. mixed together. And I think one of the things I like about this video is that when they're playing and we see them kind of all doing that, like the video plot happens separately from the band playing. When we see the band playing, they're still in context of the video and they're still, um, they're still connecting with, with the video. Like there's people around them. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like the girls come up to them, they're kind of playing patty cake around that. So they're in the environment. They're not just separate from the video, which I feel like a lot of times they're just separate. They're just, we see them playing and then we cut back to the video. So I like that. It's a poison heart one. It's like, all this like disparate '90s video stuff. Yeah. It's almost stock footage '90s video stuff, and then cut to the <laughs> cut to the Ramones in a tunnel. You know that is so funny. What if you could go to a website where you could buy stock '90s video footage? Yeah. Like that's hilarious. A bleeding tree. Oh man, that's so and funny and true. A flower that quickly dies and comes back again, and yeah. then a fat guy jumping. Around. Yeah, it's like it, there's all just sort of disparate and images. angels everywhere in the 90s am i right so many angels and cherubs and dying angels anyway um not to uh back off from us bashing on other lesser videos but when we're we recently (laughs) we recently talked about uh a video for pet cemetery Mm -hmm. and this seems like the more successful version of that thing with like it is a lot of people just milling around yeah but in this, it's effective because all you have to do is smell around and look appropriately crazy. You know what's so funny? And it fits. It's almost like the same video, kind of, but Pet Cemetery is just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, everybody in that video is like, what are you doing here? They just walked through. Why, why are you in this graveyard? I don't understand. Well, I, I thought of that because <laughs> of what you said, Elise, about uh, Suzette Sue, that like Pet Cemetery is a just a. Roll call of like sort of celebrities, rock and roll dudes that they and, just like yeah. they put a hat on and just walked by. Yeah, they're like, can you be here for two hours on Friday? Yeah, we'd love to have you walk through. <laughs> but this felt like there was at least some yeah, idea. It was like exactly. we need a girl with like crazy hair. Yeah, they actually tried oh, really? to production yeah. design a little bit. Yeah. Um. So did anybody catch Joey in the elevator? Oh no, <laughs> Wait. this is not the right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. No. Wait, what? Sorry, I actually meant this for. Poison Heart in the elevator? In the no, elevator? no, no. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I, I know I what you're talking about. Yes, Friend I video. skipped a beat. Same song, yes. different band, different video. Same song. So this is yeah. being covered? Yes. Yeah, so okay. Skid There's Row. There's so many good 
covers of this. And it's, ugh, I'm very excited about this cover. No, please, you want to take, take it away? Well, it's a Skid Row cover, but it's a Skid Row cover. Sebastian Bach's still in the band, but he's not saying. It's Rachel Bolin. I love Rachel Bolin. And it's actually, it's only like six years after it's made. The video is just them doing like almost 90s stuff of being like, we're going to put paint glass and they're gonna smash a guitar through it and <laughs> yeah. then at one point they're in an elevator and fucking joey ramone shows up and puts on like a weird little hat and there's a guy tied up in it and he just does the lever thing yeah joey ramone's in the skid row version of this song video i, I was reacting to them making him put a hat on because of course <laughs> like like, like like the elevator like the elevator works in an elevator oh guy. he works in an elevator yeah he's an elevator guy this. you should check it out it's, oh, it's, man. it's pretty fun i thought it was fun it, in a row, but it ends with the drummer like just smashing a wall and then everyone turning and being like, Why'd you smash that wall? It's just it's like total scary. boys' video. There's smash- so many, there's so many good covers of this song. Okay, well, what are some of the yeah, other covers you that other you ones? liked? I didn't find my covers. favorite is Rigor Mortis, which is a crossover band in the early 90s that didn't speed up the song enough. So I think it's really funny. They're just like a thrash <laughs> band, and all you're supposed to do is fucking speed shit up. And they didn't, and it's really annoying, but I love it because Rigor Mortis is rad. <laughs> That's so funny because the Ramones wrote this song, and I quote, Johnny was quoted in Rolling Stone as saying, I wanted to do a hardcore song to show the hardcore people that we can play as fast or faster than anybody. So they wrote this song to show off how fast they could play, and then this band's like, nah, we're just going to take it slow. <laughs> it's literally, I know that I, my sensibilities. uh the only music I've really ever played is like really, really fast. My sensibilities are skewed, but I'm always like Ramones, knock it up. This was a song that could have been knocked up and no one like sped it up. Everyone covered it. No one sped it up. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Which is cute and adorable. Thank you, Shonen Knife. <laughs> yeah, Shonen Knife. Uh, but then this terrible, well, I'm not going to say terrible. There's a metal band that's not my sort of metal who covered it seven years ago. And it's literally the same pace, but it's just a dude like screaming and like that, like a uh, like that screamy, like low, round, like sort of way. Like that. That's exactly. Like death. Oh my god! Entertaining. It is the death clock version. It's your band, Philip. What my band? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's my. I'm sorry, you found my <laughs> terrible band. You're six feet under your band. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote "ha ha" next to it. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I was I was really excited. I love because I was excited about like Skid Row. Rachel Bolin lives in Nashville, so he pops up a lot. I just get excited. Oh my god, right. well you'll be excited about these next little tidbits I found. What a tease. Um so Rachel Bolin, there's actually an interview with him on uh, hold on, I got the site right here, uh blabbermouth.net, where he talks about how uh he knew those guys, he knew Joey Ramone, and uh sometimes Joey Ramone would uh, like dedicate psychotherapy to him when they played, and he said that they they called him and they said, "Hey, uh, we heard your we listened to your guys' Skid Row's version of psychotherapy like on the way to rehearsal or whatever, and we loved it." And they he was like telling these guys like, "Yeah, they liked our song, like it was their song, and they thought it was good." And he was like so pumped that Joy Ramone thought that their version was awesome. So that 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 seems really fun, you know? Like if I yeah. covered somebody's song i love them so much i covered their song and then they were like yeah we love that i'd be so stoked about that no that's the best thing you could hear yeah rachel boland's such a sweet canadian man who attached his nose ring to his earring and (laughs) changed rock music forever (laughs) (laughs) i love i just love him so so i love that he loves joey ramone and this makes me happy totally totally um 
getting back, I'm still in this video, but I want to please steer around here because it, it relates to everything. Mm-hmm. So Richie Ramone is in this video. Sure. Richie Ramone did not play on this song. No. That's odd. Well, <laughs> that's unusual. Huh. Uh, it would have been Marky. Yeah. On Subterranean Jungle. Mm-hmm. Subterranean Jungle was released uh, um, February 1983. Mm-hmm. Richie joined the band in February 1983. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, I don't know, it's just odd to me whenever that happens that they're like, it's not, it I know they're not really playing that band. So that bad. Pop. Because Marky misses out on one of their videos. Yeah, Marky missed out on the good one. I mean, it's like, man, that must have just... Stopped. He made it into the movie. I mean, he he always has that. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, it's funny to see... I was like, hey, wait a minute. That's not his album. Yeah. That's where my my knowledge started messing with my brain. Yeah, that's fun. It's a fun um, little note. Yeah, a note. Um, This video was also promoted in Fangora magazine. I don't know if anybody saw that. <laughs> um, I found a lot of people that had some beef with not this song specifically, but sort of with psychotherapy as a practice. Well, no, with the oh. themes that are kind of becoming cliche for these guys. Okay. So a few people are griping, are like, "Why are these guys still writing from the teenage point of view?" You know, these guys are sure. getting up there, and it's kind of like really. And this sort of idea of psychotherapy. I mean, we've we've got like ten songs about lobotomy already, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> or that, like, eventually we're going to be so stoned from sniffing glue that we'll... Sure. You know? Well, isn't that just part of the course? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm leading to, I'm asking you guys, like, do, how do you feel about this song? Do you think that it's a bit trite and trope for these guys at this point? I I can... S- well, at least I'll let you answer first. Not to put you on the spot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of actual timelines. We're, we're in 83 at this point. We're in 83. And it's their I fr- seventh studio album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know they they they've come out of Phil Spector, but they haven't hit too tough to die yet. Right, and I, I go ahead. I kind of I don't know. I see this as a little bit more. I feel like I feel like I understand all the other like teenage emotions. This seems I guess just mostly just the usage of like dope fiend and things like that in the song. Mm-hmm. A little bit more serious, like. We're in our 20s, and life still sucks. Still emotionally, who are not adult in that way, but actually having to deal with bigger things. Yeah. I find it terribly cliche, but I don't, I really like this song. I don't know. Hmm. I I was going to say, I can I can see why people would say that, but I guess Dee Dee's plan with this was to, it, this was one of the ideas, it was almost like, rewriting the thesis of the Ramones would be like, what yeah. we do is we, we play hard and fast songs and we talk about psycho crazy stuff. And we and talk so, about being a teenager. We talk about America yeah. and we talk about, and, and I, and I think I, I'm going to mess up the quote, but there's, it's, it's probably on Wikipedia or something that says like he and Johnny wanted to write a Ramones song. Yeah. Like what they thought of as those things. And yeah. it's, and it's interesting that it falls where it falls here as we're talking through this particular set where like the other songs we're going to be talking to with Elise, you wouldn't necessarily say that's a Ramon song. Right. Because those feel more personal. Yeah. In whatever regard. This one, 
yeah, this is like, so what do you do in the Ramones? You play hard? Got it. You talk about crazy stuff? Yep. Check. Uh, is there like dope fiends and teenage troublemakers? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And like, it does teenage feel kind of like. <laughs> oh man, that could have been the name of the band. The Teenage Troublemakers? The Teenage Troublemakers. That's so funny. Yeah, I saw somewhere quoted that Johnny, he was really happy with this song. And this is the song that made him feel good about the album. Because it was like, this is this is a Ramon song. And we nailed this one at the very least. I get it. Yeah. Um, as a sidebar to the whole Dope Fiend thing, this, <laughs> is, this is getting real dark. But uh, I okay. had to look up uh, Tunnel? Tweenel? Don't look at me. Um, the, Troubled the, Tunnel? No, it's the drug that they actually mentioned by name in the song. Oh, oh yeah. I like, I like taking Tweenel. Tweenel? Tweenel. I, I, I guess it's a barbiturate of some kind. And I... Found it mentioned that uh, it's one of the things that Sid Vicious had in his system when he died, uh, not only of heroin but of tunnel. And then there was like all these people talking online about how, you know, they just used to take this drug when they were a kid and they didn't really they'd like hmm. buy it like, you know, ten pills for five bucks or something. I don't know. I'm glad you looked that up because I I saw it written down. And I was like, huh? And then I forgot to look it up. I, I think it's like a quaalude of some kind, some kind of downer, like relaxant, but. Really? I thought yeah. it kept him edgy and mean. Well, that <laughs> well, that is interesting. Yeah. Because all accounts I could find of it, and like it's so funny if you go to WebMD or where like I just <laughs> Googled it and WebMD was the first thing that came up and WebMD would give me no information about it. Aww. As if it was like off limits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be looking at that one, lady. <laughs> but all the personal accounts I found of the drug online said it was like a relaxant. Oh. So okay. I don't know. Hmm. Like kind of like I love that. To stone you out, or... and then just misunderstanding it. Yeah. <laughs> like, or maybe this person's just so rage filled that you know, even that doesn't cut the edge off, or I don't know. I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that out there. We should find out. Yeah, it's imperative. <laughs> first, first hand, first hand account. <laughs> Do you have any other facts? I, I, those are my facts. I mean, I, I don't have any more facts, but I do have one thing that I found in the YouTube <laughs> quote okay. that I thought was pretty funny. And, you know, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But one guy, his name is Bacon Man. I do find that funny. <laughs> he, he rewrote the song uh, to make it about bacon. And so he turned <laughs> the song into Bacon Therapy, Bacon Therapy. Everybody's going to eat me. <laughs> It's like he did the whole song, so I don't know. If you have some spare time and you think that's Wait. funny, he's got full lyrics to that. He wrote it or he played it? He he just rewrote the lyrics like in a YouTube comment all about bacon. Oh my and god. And I thought I don't know, I thought it was pretty stupid and funny. That is that's the that's right where stupid and genius meet. It was pretty good. I was singing it in my head. Yeah, totally. That's fun. Uh, on song meanings, yes. Will Crow thirteen years ago said awesome. Um, comma can deaf period relate to <laughs> thank you Lil Crow, thank you, Lil Crow. Wow, classic Will Crow <laughs> oh yeah this is oh it's so dumb there's one person who is it punk bastard this is about drugs <laughs> the, ins- um, the, the insight the insight yeah. thank well, you one of my favorite YouTube comments that I found uh, by Electravian JF96 said, I like the part where he says psychotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is kind of a, a bridge into my feelings about this song is that I do agree.
agree with some of the um, the the criticism about this song and kind of the stunted what do you call it um, that arrested, show, development. arrested development thank you um, and you know the whole we're all crazy thing I mean I just feel like it's such it, it almost becomes a crutch it's like okay mm-hmm. but when they get to that part about psychotherapy this song woo it's just like <laughs> it sounds so good you know sure so yeah, I like this song a lot. I would just, say I love this song. I mean, are you giving it a love? I'm gonna give it a love. I mean, okay. it's one of the the biggest songs in their canon for sure. Um, well, do I'm, I think it's one of my favorite songs I've ever done? No, but I do love this song. I was actually gonna wonder if this isn't sort of one of their most underrated songs. For the fa- well, hear me out. Hear okay, me out. I'm with you because it's played. You know, one of the almost top ten times mm-hmm. but i don't know how many people would put it in their top 10 mm-hmm. i bet you would find it was like well you know i've got these that are like they're sort of sort of certified hits and then i've got these other album cuts so i can show i'm cool it just this one doesn't jump to mind mm-hmm. until i hear it and it's so immediate it was like oh this should totally be in there i just feel like because of where it is in their story uh, that album isn't even you know like so hyped yeah it just like i feel like this one can kind of slip through the cracks well what's just under, i mean let's talk a little bit about the musicality of the song like what do you like about the musicality? i love that intro i think that intro is so iconic sure oh it's so, so good yeah absolutely yeah like the intro of the song is what makes me kind of love this song so. yeah it, it yeah. really sets the tone for everything i think and, and as soon as i hear that i know what's coming you know sure um Elise, uh, keep going with that. So you kind of love this or you do? Um, I, this is, you brought it up. The album is what makes this song not an iconic song. Mm. Like, so I just, I, I am someone, I like to listen to albums completely and they make sense when I get like a feeling of it. And I haven't listened to this album all the way through in so long. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love this song. A lot. I think the production of the beginning is just so spot on. Yeah. It's sort it is a punk song and it it is sort of hardcore and it plays out to be dirty but produced and I love it. The album artwork and the album in itself isn't something that I really enjoy. I don't know. It's it's something that has to be balanced out where I love the song, but in context of the album. <laughs> yeah, sure. You would it like can... this song better on a mixtape of other Ramon songs that you picked. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I, okay. Um, hmm. I, I am also going to say I love it because I do. Sure. Um, I think it's interesting. We, yeah, we haven't spent too much time talking about that intro. It, it's always funny. I think of the intro as the sirens, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's that that guitar feedback build for a while and then the sirens. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. sort of interesting that it has... You know, like, they have other songs that start with sound effects and then the music. Yeah. This is, like, just enough to reverse, and then... Mm-hmm. So now the, the siren is part of the song? What? What? Um, no, but I but I I love it. I've been playing the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. And musically, musically, I think that's interesting, because you don't think of the Ramones as ever of... You think of them as sort of distortion, but never actually going fully into distorting their music that much. Mm-hmm. This actually kind of shows a little bit of a way of editing music, of a way of drawing back from being just straightforward 
music where you take a break and then kind of work in. It's a subtlety that I don't think the Ramones did well all the time, mm-hmm. but is mm-hmm. shown really well in this song. Yeah. Well, another thing that I don't think they always do well is trying to take on the genre of the times in order to be relevant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Johnny's saying specifically, we wanted to do this hardcore song. I don't know if I would call this a hardcore song, but I like the Ramones version of a hardcore song in this song. Sure. Uh, I would say I love hardcore music. Well, would you consider really this a hardcore mm-hmm. song? No. No. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Fuck no. I'm also wearing a Discharge shirt. Like, I fucking, I love obscene, aggressive music. No, this isn't fucking hardcore, but it's great, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and I do think that in this instance, even though I don't think they did the thing that they wanted to do, which was make a hardcore song, they did make a Ramon, a very good Ramon song. Right. So Yeah, definitely. Um, Molly, do you have a most valuable? Because I can say it, I want to give it to Johnny Ramon. Okay. You know, for writing it and for writing it with the intent that he wrote it with and for succeeding so dang well. Sure. Elise, you have a vote? Uh, I'm going to... Richie, just for being in that video. Nice. <laughs> just nice. for showing up on the Man. day of the shoot. That is, <laughs> Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> Good job. A little extra si- spice. For some reason, I feel like he would be on time. So oh, for totally. Him. Totally yeah. on time. Uh, Elise likes the guys in the Ramones who are on time. Absolutely. She likes CJ and she likes, yeah. Hey, she's not um, wrong. I, uh, I, I want to say, I want to give some credit to Joey for almost my favorite part of this is like sort of, I dare say professionalism to just throw in the different ways of saying psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Cause I really love psychotherapy, psychotherapy. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know who came up with it, but yeah. I really like it. Yeah. But with that being said, it's Johnny. I mean, awesome. this is a, it feels like the video is his mm. style mm. and however much he had to uh, do with writing it, there's probably debate about that. I think his guitar sounds super great. And mm. when his guitar sounds super great, I usually tip it that way. So that's, that's my vote. Nice. Nice. Um, any other Last cracks outside of the fact I wish there was a bike shop called Cycle Therapy. Oh! Someday. Yeah. That's why we no, there's gonna be. It's going to be a workout place. Yes. Oh, there even it is. better. At least you nailed it. No, yeah. TM, TM. It's a place? Okay, so it's a <laughs> place. It's a cycle. Uh, it's like a spin class place where people wear Ramon shirts that have never heard <laughs> of the Ramones. Sure. Perfect. Um, Never. Great. Any other uh, last puns? <laughs> I wish I had okay. some. Well, uh, uh, look, everybody, look up uh, Decline of Western Civilization Minute. It's wherever podcasts are on the internet these days. You know, ask a kid, he'll show you. Um, <laughs> and thank you, uh, Elise Atkinson, for joining us today. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramones Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Punishment Fits the Crime on Ramones of the Day. Mm-hmm.